down the front, that's the idea. Okay, boys and girls and everyone else, I want to tell you a story. But before we do is tell you a story, what do we do? What's the thing we always do before I tell you a story? Anyone remember? Yes, Ruben? Do you remember what we do? Not sure? Forgotten? Go on then. You're right, we put on, what do we put on? Remember? It's a cream of some sort. A cream, a cream. Go on then, okay, go on. What do we put on? Imagination cream, that's right. So get your right hand, please, opposite to your left hand. Find the forefinger of your right hand, dig deep into the recess of your pocket. If it's not in the pocket, you may find it in your shoe. And you should find a container looking like that. Okay, have you all got it? Well done, Mike, that's good. Okay, we've got that good, right? Get this container, put it in the opposite hand, under the lid, put the lid somewhere safe, and get some of this cream out and put it over your face. That's the idea. I can't find you can't find it. <laughs> right, you can have some of mine. I broke there we are. You broke yours. I'll mend it later on, okay? They're getting cheeky, aren't they? Right, okay, get the lid, put the lid on nice and tight, okay? And put it back in your pocket until next time. Okay, you just applied imagination cream. And imagination cream helps you do what? Yes. Imagine. That's exactly right. Imagine. And I want to tell you today a story that requires a degree of imagination. Because I want to talk to you today about Halloween. Halloween. Now Halloween was an unhappy pumpkin. Unhappy because he never seemed to see the good in anything. Everything around Hal was tinged with a moody darkness. He was always in a black mood. When most pumpkins woke in the morning on the pumpkin patch, they would look at the sky and sing to the sky, Good morning, Mr. Sky! And they'd look at the earth and sing, Good morning, Mother Earth! And the pumpkins would look at each other and sing, Good morning, my pumpkin friend! And that would go on throughout the day. Pumpkins just love to sing. And when it went to the afternoon, they would sing, Good morning, my pumpkin, sorry, Good afternoon, my pumpkin friends. And so it would go on. You see, pumpkins are happy fruits. They're most often round and orange-like and full of goodness. In fact, they're part of a squash family, which is a big melon-like fruit, but are full of goodness, including vitamin C and potassium. Just ask Dr. Baba later on today, he'll tell you that. But how? Felt that being nice to people was, well, it was boring. Singing a happy song of the morning to the sky and the earth and into each other, it was, well, boring. Besides, how preferred night today. And he thought to himself, I would rather shout at the sun and say, why did you wake me up, you great big yellow ball? I want a few more hours sleep. And they taught the sky, I prefer you dark and black so I can get more shut-eye. And, so, and, and, uh, and to the other pumpkins also, when they're singing hello to each other, he wanted to shout, Just shut up, all of you! You're pumpkins, not pump-sings! So put a cork in it. But the other pumpkins just laughed at him and said, Don't, be such, don't try and squash us, you old grump. We're made to be full of goodness and not full of complaints. But Hal wanted to spice things up a bit. 
Next to him on the patch was another pumpkin called Millie, Millie Jew, who everyone called Mill for short. Now, Mill Jew had called infection when she was first planted, and that caused her to sag a little and gave her a rather scary face. So occasionally, as the sun went down, the other pumpkins would get a fright when they caught a glimpse of Millie. One morning, as the sun came up, her neighbor, a neighbor pumpkin terrified. He yawned, and as he opened his eyes and saw Mildew sitting there looking at him, he was so shocked, terrified, screamed. And soon the whole pumpkin patch was wailing. No one sung the happy song that day. That was the best day ever, thought Hal. A day without singing, a day without a moronic joy of happiness and boredom, that was the best day ever. And Benny had an idea. What if he could scare the other pumpkins into screaming every morning? What if he could then do that? They would never sing the happy song again, and life would not be so boring. So he shuffled across the patch to have a word with Mildew. Mill, he said, how could I become as ugly as you? What? asked Mill. You want to look like me? Why, you're just being nasty, hell. No, I'm not, Bill. I, I was just wondering, if I was as ugly as you, I could frighten Terry and the other pumpkins every morning. Wouldn't that be fun? No, it's a terrible idea, said Mill. My disease has changed the way I look, but I'm still filled with pumpkin goodness inside. I don't want to stop singing a pumpkin song. It's what fills me with joy every morning as we praise the day. If we didn't sing, we would all sag and become very sad. So you won't help me? asked Hal. Of course not, said Mill. If you want others to look like me, it will just spread the disease and the sadness. And she shuffled off on the patch. Great, thought Hal. Another narrow-minded pumpkin who just wants us to remain boring. I know, I'll speak to Jack O'Lantern. He's always up for a laugh. I'm sure he'll have a good idea. So off he went, shuffling across the patch to find Jack O'Lantern. And he found Jack talking to another pumpkin called Missy Chevious or Miss for short. Hey, hey Jack, hey Missy, I have an idea to spice things up around here. Really, said Jack. How you, want, how you plan to do that, Hal? Cook a cup pumpkin curry? No, no, laughed Hal. What if we were to look, all look like mildew, and then whenever it gets dark, we can frighten the other pumpkins, like Terry? Wouldn't that be a fun thing to do? Just think of all the laughs every morning. When the sun rises, uh, we can creep up and wake in pumpkins, that will be a real scream. Wicked, said Missy. Sounds freakishly fun, said Jack. But how are we going to do it, asked Missy. I mean, I don't want to look like the disease-laden mildew. I want to be a healthy pumpkin. I know, said Jack O'Lantern. Our rind is very hard. I'm sure we could cut a scary face into our shell, and as long as we don't cut too deep, it will not affect our fruitiness. Great idea, shouted Hal. And they all shuffled off to find some sharp flinty stones that they could use as cutting tools to carve their new faces. All three of them returned to the patch about an hour later, carrying their stone knives with lots of scary face ideas. Missy said to the others, I want to look like I'm about to bite someone. Wouldn't that be scary and fun? Great, said Hal. And both Jack and Hal began to carve a new scary face into mischievous. She looked very scary when they were both finished. I want to look like I'm in a terrible rage and about to squash the other pumpkins, said Jack. That's wicked, said Hal. And both Missy and Hal 
helped to turn, give them a scary face to Jack. What about you? asked Missy to Hal. I want to look like a beast of a night, said Hal. Give me lots of sharp teeth and cut my stem into two horns. So Missy and Jack got to work with flints and soon they're finished and all three of them looked terrifying. But to keep their faces a surprise, they had to hide them from the other pumpkins until the following morning. Then as the sun rose and it began to get light, Halloween, Mischievous and Jack-o'-lantern all crept up on the other sleeping pumpkins just as they woke and opened up their eyes. And then all three of them at the same time said, Boom! <laughs> the effect was instant and terrible. First one pumpkin shrieks in fear, then another screamed in terror, and the third fainted. Soon all over the entire pumpkin patch, they began to wail and scream in terror. There was no happy song that morning. In fact, for weeks afterwards, no one sang the happy song, as several of the older pumpkins were so shocked by the joke that they exploded. And some of the younger pumpkins became so jittery, they couldn't even sing anymore. But that didn't bother Hale or Jack or Missy. They just thought it was a great laugh. And they carried on scaring the other pumpkins whenever they could. They would creep up on the other pumpkins or just grin at them when they began to get dark, causing fear and jumpiness to sweep across the entire patch. It meant that all three of them could all sleep longer because no one sung the happy song in the morning. Yet Hale still wasn't happy because even that joke began to get boring. Saying boo was wicked at first, but then it became samey. And worst of all, the other pumpkins began to avoid Hell, Missy and Jack. It doesn't bother me, lied Hell to the other two. They're just a sad lot who don't know how to have fun. That's right, said Jack. That is no one as wicked as cool as we are. But something began to change inside these pumpkins. You see, pumpkins are a fruit and their rind or skin is there to protect them from insects and disease. And having cut into their rind, the damp and the cold of the patch began to creep into these melons, and soon they began to sag a little. What was worse, they stopped singing the happy song, and their insides began to go well mushy. Oh, I don't like this, said Missy, as her top sagged towards her bottom. Help me, cried Jack, as his massive mouth cracked and some of his pulp spilled out. This isn't cool, cried Hal, as his scary face sagged into the very sad face indeed. Help me, Mildew, he cried to the disfigured pumpkin as she shuffled across the patch. I can't, said Millie. You did this to yourself. You, you cut into your rind and allowed the damp to seep deep inside. You tried to stop the happy song, and for you it's worked. All the goodness inside you turned to mush and you won't be anyone's, on anyone's table this year. No one wants a sad or mushy pumpkin on their tables, do they? And so she left the three sagging pumpkins to their rotten joke and their own patch of fear. Yeah. Now, people last Thursday celebrated an event called Halloween. And they think it's a great big laugh. They think it's a bit of fun. But people don't seem to realise that Halloween has a much darker origin. It's not a festival for Christians at all. 
In fact, the irony of Halloween is it's on the hallow of a very special Christian festival. It's a festival called All Saints Day. Anyone heard of All Saints Day? Anyone heard of All Saints Day? Anyone know what All Saints Day means? What it's about? If you're from a Lutheran church, the Catholic church, the Anglican church, and some of the other churches like Church of Nazarene, you will know that All Saints Day is a day in which you remember the saints that have gone before us. Some of the saints we don't tend to remember so much in the Baptist church because we, we just don't do that kind of thing. But All Saints Day is a very special day on the 1st of, 1st of November. And people have a service on All Saints Day. And following that, they often also go to visit their, their loved ones who have died the previous year and lay flowers on graves. And the eve before All Saints Day is called All Hallows' Eve, or otherwise known as Halloween. And the same time as a Christian church gets to celebrate All Hallows' Eve, Pagans decided many years ago to use it as an occultic festival. And they meet around the world and around our country and have a special celebration of the night before All Saints Day. And it's a very dark celebration, which I won't go into, but trust me, it's very dark. And Halloween is something that has a dark root to it. So it's not a good thing to celebrate, because it's not about light. When I was a little boy, I loved playing with fire. I had a bow and arrow set, and I had a set, my, my mum and dad bought me a mammoth steam engine. Now, they thought it was a great idea, I thought it was a great idea too. It's just an engine like this, um, it's a big, big steam engine, and you actually have to fire it up, so you put cold water into it, and you've got a pan you fill with methylated spirits, and you set light to methylated spirits, and you put it in the pan, and you heat up the boiler, and eventually when it gets hot enough, the actual steam engine actually begins to puff and will go across the garden. My mum and dad thought it was a wonderful present one Christmas for me. I thought it was a wonderful present too because it gave me two things I'd never had in my hands before. Matches and methylated spirits. And so the wisdom of coal was this. I'd seen these cowboy and Indian films you know, where they had Indians who were firing these big flaming arrows onto, on the barn. So I thought, I'll get my bow and arrow set and I'll pull off the... Socket, a sucker on the end and I wrap a piece of cloth around it and tie it nice and tight I soak it in methylated spirits I go to the end of my garage and I hang up on the, on, on the far side of the garage an old shirt on a hanger and I find my flaming arrows at the old shirt that's how it started but being cold I thought I wanted to get more exciting because that became boring and so I began, to, I'd seen in the, in the where they, they fired really high and they go really high and come down low. So I fired, I started to find my arrows really high and I find, fired one of the arrows really high and it went up into the, into the, in the attic area of the garage and it didn't come back down. It landed underneath my auntie, uh, 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 Uncle Ben and Auntie Barbara's suite, which they were saving because they hadn't, hadn't sold the current one. Landed behind it and set light to the bottom of the suite. Trust me, boys and girls, when I was younger, I could move very, very fast. <laughs> and then on that occasion, I moved very, very fast, and I pulled down this ladder from the wall, went up there, managed to pat it, dry, uh, pat it uh, out, burnt my fingers a wee bit, but no, no problem, it was actually out. And to this day, I never know whether Auntie Barbara and Uncle Ben ever discovered that the underneath, the Hessian underneath their new suite had been burnt magically by my fiery arrows. My mum and dad told me, play with fire and you will get burnt. And I played with fire, I almost set light to my garage and I certainly burnt my hand slightly having to put out the fire. And Halloween's like that, it seems like it's a bit of fun, it seems like it's okay. 
But you're playing with darkness. And the problem with darkness is darkness burns us. It doesn't, it's not something that's beautiful. The Bible says this, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Unlike Aslan, there's a picture of Jesus in the, in the books of C.S. Lewis, who's a friendly lion, a scary lion, but a friendly lion, the devil is a lion that wants to do what to us? To kill us, to hurt us, to bite us. If you're scared of dogs, be scared of this lion because he wants to devour. And that's the problem with darkness. It doesn't come to bring light. It comes to make things darkness. And John says in 1 John chapter 1, this is the message we have heard from, the, from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. There's no darkness in God. When we play with darkness, we're not playing with God or playing with the things of God. We're playing with the things of the enemy, Satan. There's no darkness in God at all. This is a really important thing to remember when Halloween comes around every year because it's not a festival of light. It's a festival of darkness. And the problem with Halloween is this. The nature of Halloween is that it breeds fear and darkness, allows for dampness to creep into our spirits and begins to deflate us as Christians and makes us, takes away our happy song, takes away our joy, takes away the light that's inside us and makes us, as people, quite sad. Jesus wants bright and light-filled Christians, not sad and saggy ones. So don't be a sad and saggy Christian. Give me a smile. Be a light-filled Christian. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with God, because our God is a God of light. He brings light and goodness into our lives. Let's put our hands together and make prayer rockets. Father God, we thank you, but there's no darkness in you at all. When we come before you, we don't risk that darkness coming into us. We come into the light and purity of you. We come to meet a God of love, a God of all goodness. And we thank you, Lord, that you want that light and goodness in our lives. Help us, Lord Jesus, to come closer to you, that your light may shine in us and shine into this world in which we live. Lord Jesus, make it so, because we ask this in your name. Amen. Let's roll these rockets. Launch these rockets. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Blast off! And blast off back to your seats. Well done. We're now going to sing our closing song. It's an army of ordinary people. <laughs>